going on man i first before we get started i gotta give my buddy kevin a shout out Ooh. for his birthday 40 years of the rat 40 nice. years of rat mode kevin hudson look at him he was a baby he was a shirtless young man he was starting to get chunky and then he became a fat bald guy nice welcome to the club yep welcome to the club kev welcome to the club what up drunk on broad how are we don god rich you know what doing all right I'm a lot doing better. Right. Today, it's yeah. It uh, there's been there's been a lot of uh, a lot of time to let everything kind of cease and desist and settle down. And you know, I kind of settled on like where I kind of ended where we ended the show last last week, which was like not happy about the conclusion of the season. But right. we we found out a lot of good stuff. We did ab about the team and looking at what they have moving forward. There's a lot of, a lot of quality pieces in this roster as it sits right now, before they draft, before they go into free agency, before that, you know, who they decide to bring back, um, who they decide to let go. And Great. they have, but I think the biggest thing that we found out one, we know who Jalen hurts is. And who two, is who is he Don? He's your starting quarterback. He's your yeah. I mean, he sh if he doesn't get hurt in Chicago, that that MVP is probably his to have. Yeah. And if I, I truly believe that in a, in an alternative universe, that penalty doesn't get called, they get the ball back and they go down and put points up. And if he's going to, doesn't get the penalty, they don't fumble. Yeah, the, I mean, listen. The revisionist history. We could go down a, a, a really, a really dark place. I'm going to die on that hill, Don. We, uh, I'm going to die on it, brother. Which you and most of the Philadelphia sports fan base. Yeah. But, um, and, and I'm and I'm really confident about the GM and yeah. Howard Roseman and seeing how they were able to put this roster together. Agreed. The creative places where they were able to. You know, get guys like James Bradbury, get guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, yeah. pull those guys. And then even in the middle of the season, right, bringing in Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue, being creative in terms yeah. of the contracts. I just like where we are, and I like that, especially on the offensive end, there's not going to be a lot of moving parts. A lot of the moving parts are going to be on defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sam Malo's – Smaller being gone – but, you know, we got but, Jerkins, we still have Dickerson, we still have Mylotta, you know. I really wish that we were able to move Dillard at the time, mm -hmm. like we could have, like, beginning of the season for like, a second-round pick. Like, that would have been nice because I believe he walks. Um, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's not like he's going to be anything anyway. But it was just been nice when he was in high demand and teams needed him to get something for him. But, you know, in Howie, we trust, right? Um, I agree. Like you said, we are going to – our defense is going to look different. Um, I think different in a good way. I think Garner Johnson gets tagged. They work out a long-term deal. They get him signed. Jalen Hurts gets that extension. You know, we free up some money elsewhere. A uh, bunch of guys, you know, restructure, and we're able to move some cap money. We sign some guys. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't think Sanders is coming back, even though he wants to. I, I – I think the reports say that he's most likely gone. Um, 
And, you know, it just drives his price up. I don't think that they can really justify paying him over, you know, four, five million dollars a year. Yeah. I think the only way he comes back is that if he's willing to take like the biggest of biggest discounts, which I think for him as a player would be a disservice to him. Yeah. Because he's not, he, th- this will probably be the last big contract he gets. Exactly. He might, he might get a couple other smaller ones, but this will be this will be his last huge payday to cash in. So yeah, it, I mean, you got Gainwell. You can draft a running back. You still have Trey Sermon. You know, everybody wants to do like the smash and dash. You still have Trey Sermon, who's a downhill runner. You yeah. still have Kenny Gainwell, who looks more than competent to be mm-hmm. starting running back in the NFL. Um, and Jalen Hurts. You know, they're going to use that committee. They're going to use that approach. It's, it's what they do. I don't think them spending for spending on a running back is, is in the option when you have other uh, holes to fill on defense. I think they'll bring in a linebacker. Again, they'll probably look for some guys that fit the system, bring them in. Um, corner is going to be tough. We still need an outside guy. I think Bradbury yeah. is gone. I think he'll go get his money elsewhere. And, you know, we had the defensive coordinator shake up. So we'll see what system and scheme that he's going to be running. Um, okay. a lot of blitzes. It'd be nice. Yeah. To the team actually blitz and we go from there. Right. We go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's plenty of time to talk about the draft right there. I think if you, I think what I heard Ruben Frank talking on the, on the, the Eagles talk podcast about their draft history. Right. And their first round draft history speaks for itself. Yeah. They you guys, every draft, every pick, but four of them in the first round, have been either offense or defensive linemen mm-hmm. or wide receivers. Yeah. So out of like 35 picks in the first round, only four of them weren't one of those two positions. Yeah. So it's, I think you, you know where you're going to go. I think the value might be at that first pick, right, to get younger on the defensive end, on the defensive side. So I think you're either going edge or corner, which – the way that the quarterback value has gone and tipped the scales, I think you could possibly see three or four guys get picked before the Eagles pick at 10. Yeah. Which means all of that other defensive talent all just gets pushed back to a place where they don't really have they, – they don't have a need for quarterbacks, so you can let those guys move up to take those quarterbacks. And I think that only pushes – that pushes the defensive talent further and further back to you where the value at 10 – is going to be you're going to get you're going to possibly get a guy that could be a top five talent just because there are teams that are so desperate to get up and get that quarterback. Agree. What What are your thoughts on? Do you have any thoughts on the new defensive coordinator? No, not really. I mean, just yeah. looking, I mean, just looking at it, it comes from Seattle. Seattle's defense was decent last year. A lot of young parts. Um, you know, he was their assistant head coach to Pete Carroll, you know, just a title you, you give to somebody. I mean, not yeah. a bad guy to really learn under. I think Pete Carroll is a heck of a coach. So hopefully he brings a, a good pedigree with him, you know, give him a chance and see if, what he does and run this defense. Hopefully yeah, he, he spent, brings spent time, spent time with Fangio. Yeah. I mean, he spent right, time so... with Fangio, you should know something. And if he's a Fangio guy, I'm fine with it. Um, and hopefully we can, you know, improve this defense even more. Um, maybe disguise some coverages, some more blitzes, and, you know, shake it up a little bit. I, w- I would like to see the old Jimmy Johnson defense come back to Philly. Yeah. I would like to see the um, pressure. I would like to see the pressure up the middle and, you know, let our guys get home. But in those situations where it calls for a blitz, I would like to see it, not just sitting back on our heels and getting picked apart because we're playing a zone. Yeah, so so the, the, the 2021 season, the one season that he was the D coordinator for the Bears – that that defense in Chicago ranks sixth in total defense, third in passing. Right. So if if you're looking at the talent level of guys that are here, you you can see where they might be able to kind of replicate some of the some of the things that they did there. Yeah. And I think they brought in a guy that they knew was going to not just run their version of whatever he wanted them to run, but run his defense. Um yeah. Yeah, you know, and that you now, I know I know it's a sour name around here, but right that 
that's the year that Robert Quinn gets 18 and a half sacks. I'm sorry. I'm, I, was, I zoned out. I don't, I don't know who that guy is. I, all I knew is the turnstile that we had there playing, playing edge. Sorry. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh God. Reggie had me fooled. I thought you were frozen. No, I didn't freeze. I just was like, yeah. You pulled, you pulled a fast one on me, Rich. Um, Rich, any thoughts about Brian Johnson being elevated to the offensive coordinator? Obviously, they want to keep consistency within the offense. They they keep a guy that he's very familiar with, very comfortable with. Um, I mean, I, I like it. It's a guy who, you know, has been working with Hertz and has been working with Hertz. I, I you know, it's keeping it the same scheme. Keeping things from yeah. is essentially what they're doing. Um, I think this offense is basically well-rounded enough that these guys can really coach themselves. Um, and we just need that play caller. And we're going to do the same thing that we've been doing. So, you know, it's just one of those things. You promote the guy to keep the familiarity with the quarterback. Happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the the idea that you keep consistency in that spot with a guy where he you know he had success, right? And there's a lot to to go back to to remember the fact that they only had this is only his second full year in this offense. Yeah. So the 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 leap from year one to year two um, was monumental to elevate to where if you compare the end of that that first season where they you know flop in Tampa yeah. versus you know the season that he had and then the way that he was able to navigate situations throughout this year, I think the sky is the limit. Right. And you know, the, what do they say that you're not really seeing the true level of play until what the third, fourth, fifth year yeah. in the offense. So I think if he could just continue to make incremental improvements with a talent base around him, um, Rich, you have any thoughts on Bijan Robinson at the end of the first round? <laughs> that would be insane right i huh good luck trying to stop it that's all i would say between him hurts and gainwell good luck and that goddard would, and, and smith yeah and brown no i'm just talking about running i'm just talking about <laughs> For, like, forget all the other stuff yeah forget about all the other shit like good luck trying to stop that big boy like that right. That dude is a monster, and you pair him with Gainwell. That's that's a hell of a running back. That's that's yeah. that's a good running back room. I would I would love that. I right. really would love that. Young, cheap, and not a ton of miles on a not a, not a ton no. of miles on and the tires, we'll, and will run you over. Yes, I, I will take I will take that in a heartbeat. That would be so. That's we were talking about that today in in our, our French group chat. And my one buddy Bill was like, dude, I would have a boner all season. Like, good luck. Like, good luck trying to stop Robinson. I'm like, yeah. That running with back this, would be With this terrible. line? Too. Yeah, it, it would be ridiculous. It would be insane. I would love to see it. Huh. I would love to see it. That'd be incredible. Give it to yeah. me. Give it to me. It's yours. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I knew we would um, But, yeah, no, I, I just uh, – to. Yeah, we'll we'll continue to kind of discuss what the that off season starts to look at, right? The combines going on, the the underwear Olympics is happening in Indianapolis, yep. and we'll once yeah, free agency start. Uh, the league year I think starts. Uh, it just started the league year just opened up just, yesterday, didn't it? Just opened up yesterday, right? Yeah. Um. So I I'm not I'm not totally sure on that. Thank but, God for Google. Let me look it up. But, Rich, it's mock draft season. Good God. The the mock drafts are, are fast and furious. So, but I, th I March think 15th. It's, it's March 15th. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good to kind of keep that stuff on, on the back burner and just kind of bring it up every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I think I love where they are, and I love the fact that they have options. Yeah. Yeah, they've got 10 and 31, and I think – if the guy that they absolutely don't love is not there at 31, it's very easy to see to see them trade out and trade back and get multiple picks this, you know, 
multiple seconds, maybe a second and a third. Um, but yeah, I think that you can't pass on talent at that point. I think with it, with with how young this team is and how talented they are, I think you take that pick. You you just keep stockpiling the talent. Yeah, I mean, if the guy you want's there, or say there's three guys you want, and somebody calls you at 13 and says, "Hey, I'll give you a one." R1 and R3 and then something else to move up or just the one and the three. Right. And you're only moving back three spots and you got three guys who are potentially on the board. Fuck it. Why not? Like just, yeah, keep just grabbing keep, assets. Like just keep stockpiling us. Right. And you saw how, how many picks Howie Roseman was able to turn. He turned that Wentz, that Wentz player into God. The, the last time I saw it, it was, multiple players, multiple picks that they just kept manipulating and keep trading and just keep keep acquiring assets and they yeah. keep putting themselves in a position where they can take advantage of a team that really wants a player and they garner that first round pick for the future, right? And it works out with the Saints where they end up having a super shitty year and they're going to pick in the top 10 now. Yo, the Eagles should sign Wentz to a one-year deal. <laughs> Stop. Rich, I saw... Bring him back as a backup. We'll, we'll get it. We'll, that's no, something bring him back. Bring him back for the practice squad at the end, <laughs> right? But to look at, I saw someone. Rich, I saw someone who had photoshopped him in a Philadelphia Stars, the USFL uniform. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Um, but now we'll we'll talk about that later. But Rich, let's switch gears. We're going old school, where we talk a little bit of everything, right? Good. Spring training starting. Haven't watched it. That's okay. Sorry. That's all right. So, <laughs> but, Rich, you're you're fully aware of some of the off-season stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of the transactions and, and all so, that. I don't know, like, the young guys that they're bringing up and who the hell is going to be, like, our starting center fielder and, and like, that shit. Well, some, like, no name the, guy, the guy that they traded for in the middle of the year last year from the Angels, Marsh, is going to play center field. Oh, he's still going to play. Okay, thank God. He's still going to play. Thank God. Right, thank so – because I saw some like Spanish dude, like Rojas or something. Maybe it was just the spring training oh, lineup. Rich, there's there's a million guys yeah. <laughs> in Clearwater right now. All right, thank um, God, because I like Marsh. I, I'm getting no. like spring training always confuses me because I see like a bunch of starters, and then I'll see like guys who I don't know, and I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he in the lineup a lot? And I'm like, okay, this is weird. But all right, yeah, it's spring training. Sorry. So yeah, I mean, listen. There's, there's a million guys there within the first two innings. You're not going to know who most of those guys are. But um, what are your thoughts on on what that addition of Trey Turner is going to add to this lineup? Speed, more power, and a guy who can hit for average. And a solid-ass fielder. Yeah. Shit that we need. Shit that we need. Yeah. So but- – I mean, I'm just, you put him I'm, in there I'm, with Harper and JT and Schwarber and Castellanos and Reese. Yeah, you really can't go wrong. That's a solid six, seven guys deep. Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I look at the fact that I'm looking at. At all. Well, what's about him? Um, I'm looking at the fact that he's setting the table, right? That's a guy that you pencil in every day as your shortstop, yep. your leadoff guy. And you the the. I watched the replay, the the highlights of one of the the first game that he played when he let off, right? And Schwarber was hitting second, and you saw him get on, steal second. Schwarber hits it in the gap, and it's one nothing within the first two batters. Yeah, right. I think that's the kind of thing that by sliding Schwarber to that second spot in the lineup, you're going to be able to manipulate runs because. He's just going to be a guy that's going to consistently get on base, mm-hmm. and I think I think the stolen base is going to be back this year. I think that's a statistic that goes way up, especially with the pitch clocks. Yeah, that, that rule is going to, I think, be a prohibited advantage for the runner. Agreed. And so, I like the fact that you have to pitch the Swarber or you pitch the Harper. So if yeah, you now Turner gets on, it's. Pick your poison. Do you pitch around Schwarber to get to Harper? Or, like, someone's going to see a fastball. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, 
it's again, it's pick your poison through the first six hitters of the Philly lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you, when you have to face some, some kind of combination of real Muto Hoskins, Baum, uh, who else am I looking at? Who am I missing? Trey Turner, Bryce is that like Schwarber, you're, you're going to have to face some combination of those guys yeah. in the first six. Right. And I think a guy like Castellanos is a guy that, you know, being the second year here, you saw that his second year in Cincinnati, the first year was kind of like the one he had last year. Yeah. And then the second year is the one that he has the bounce back and has a really good year. If he's a guy that can turn it on offensively, we need it. Yeah, you're gonna tough. You're gonna you're gonna be able to put up runs, and I think you have the flexibility to to go right and let you know to alternate right and left all throughout that lineup. I just I, I think they're gonna be able. You're gonna see probably Harper come back middle of the year, probably around the All Star break. Yeah, that that to me has the elbow surgery. Right, he has the he has the elbow surgery, but he's already ahead of schedule, already making making swings off a tee, I think you're looking at a guy that – or you're looking at a lineup that can navigate the front end of that schedule without without Harper. Yeah. And then, and then you come back and then you add Harper back into that lineup. You're looking, you're looking at a lot of runs. I think is Boehm playing third? Boehm is playing third, but he is taking – I think the plan – at the beginning of the season is to kind of use that DH as like an alternating rotation of guys, right? So on days where you might want to put Hoskins as a DH, maybe Bohm slides over to first, Sosa plays third. You're going to see a lot of those moving parts, but I think up the middle, you're going to see that consistency. You're going to see Real Muto behind the plate. You're going to see yeah. Turner and Stott. You're going to see Marsh in the middle. So those guys in the middle, the the guys on the corners, right? I don't need Reese Hoskins to be Gold Glove first baseman. No, I need him. Right, you just got to catch the ball and you got to mash. And I think the same thing for Bohm. You know, Bohm, you know, comes in a little heavier, maybe putting a little couple off season workouts in. He's a guy that I look at and I go, if you can get now production from him, and he's going to be on the back end of your lineup. Yeah, he's going to be batting in the seven, eight, you know, the five, you know, not even five, the six, seven, eight, nine, you know, that 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 middle to end of the lineup. If you can get pop out of the back end of that lineup, and then you put Marsh at the back end of that lineup, at the you know in that nine spot, and then that turns the whole lineup over. He he's a guy that can get on, and now you've got Trey Turner, Schwarber coming up right behind him. It's just pick your poison. You you. Who, who who do you want to try to manipulate to try to get out? Yeah. So anybody anybody that you're looking at as far as you know the, the pitching rotation, right? When you talk about you're gonna go Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, I think the addition of Taiwan Walker yeah. as your four, right? That was a guy that I remember a couple years ago, Nick was super high on. He was a guy that they yeah. wanted him to go out and grab. Um Adding him as your four, right? And now you have, you know, some combination of Bailey Falter, maybe. What what are the chances, Rich? Have you seen the the 19-year-old kid that pitched today, Andrew Painter? I heard he's dirty. How'd he look? Filthy. Filthy. He's 19 facing major league. You know, the the Twins put out a a major league lineup today. And he got the first, you know, he gets the first three guys out, right? And then he he does end up giving up a run on a sacrifice fly, right? But for a 19-year-old kid to come in, he's throwing five pitches. He added a cutter in the offseason. I think he's a guy that, if you remember, like, like Spencer Schrader last year, they bring yes. him up middle of the year last year. I think that's a guy that by the middle of – if he doesn't break camp with them, I yeah. think he's a guy by the middle of the season, he's your five, he's your fifth starter. That's awesome. And I would even kind of toy around with having with, with trying to stretch out the rotation a little bit and look instead of using those that sixth game as like a bullpen game, 
to have just just have six starters. Yeah. I think the way that their their bullpen is set up, they've just got a bunch of dudes that are just going to throw gas. Yeah. Right. You get they, they add you know they add Gregory Soto from the Tigers, mm-hmm. who's just going to come in and throw gas. Alvarado, Dominguez. They brought in Craig Kimbrell. You know, Connor Brogdon is still back there. So they got a guy. They got a pile of guys that are just going to be throwing heat. Just going to be throwing gas, and that's. I don't think you could ask for anything else out of your out of your your bullpen. Nah, I dude, I, I agree with what you're saying, brother. I mean, it'd be nice to see them. Like, I wish we had a another bona fide starter. Like after Taiwan Walker, I'm not a falter guy. Okay, and be cool to see Painter like break camp be like five but you know he's gonna have to build his his confidence up work probably down in double a and then come to triple a make a few starts you know see see where where he goes but it'd been nice to see them grab another starter because i just like having the starters i'm not really yeah. big on like all right this guy's gonna throw three and then bring in this guy to throw the next three and then get to the bullpen like i fucking hate it Give yeah. me my starters. Remember back in the day when you had the, uh, the athletics with Zito, Mulder, Harron, H- Hudson, Martin, and Hudson. Like they were just throwing guy after guy after guy. How they never won? Fucking crazy. Uh, that rotation what? was filthy. That, and it's funny that that the the money the whole money ball scenario. It's it's ironic how. They focus all on that one side of the uh, of the lineup and how they like manipulated the the numbers to to get guys that fit the 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 narrative, but they completely ignore the fact that they had five guys that were just throwing gas day after day after day. Yeah, they didn't touch on that at all, and I'm like, no, that they, pitching they, rotation they, was ridiculous. They selectively ignored the fact that they had. Five guys that probably could have won the Cy one Cy Young in that year. Yeah, it was they were ridiculous. All right, Rich, some fun stuff. You ready? Yeah. Are there? Ha, have you taken a look at the Phillies promotional giveaways at all? No. No. <laughs> Don. Don. It's, it's work. Teach. Uh, play with. I know. Vaguely. I know. Sometimes I have to indulge myself, right? Hey, dude, I'm not mad at you. I wish so, I could. I just forget so about the. The, op- the opening night, they're giving away the, the replica 2022 pennant. Okay. Right. The next night, we're, uh, the kids and I are going, kids, the family's going down on uh, Saturday, April 8th for the, nice. uh, the National League Champions t shirt giveaway. Very cool. So you've got, uh, you, you, you've got your, your winter hat, you've got your Fanatics birthday t shirt, the Dollar nice. Dog Nights. Like it. Um, Let's see. What do they got here? Uh, trying to think. We're going down in June. There's an AJR post game con- uh, concert. You were telling me about that. So we're kind of, the kids are. You know that that's a big band for the kids. So we're excited about that. So you know, just it's it's just fun to kind of look ahead. There's a there's a Schwarber replica jersey, and there's a uh, a Trey Turner T-shirt jersey. Like so. Gotta go jerseys, baby. Gotta get the jerseys. Listen, anytime you can get the bonus giveaway, go to that. On game. top of just going to the game, those are always good. You those are go. always good ones to, to to work in there. Rich, answer Adam. Do you, do you have an answer for Adam's question? A player that you want to see have a good year for the Phillies? Uh, I will take Alec Bohm, Castellanos, and Nola. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Castellanos. Castellanos because Castellanos. we have a lot of money invested in it. Yeah, they've got a lot of money invested in him, and they uh, if they can get production from him, good God, that makes it, it, it makes Schwarber less of a liability in the in the outfield because you can slide him out and slide yep. you know let Schwarber just mash out of the DH until Harper gets back. It's all all good all good problems to have. All good things. All good things. Oh, Rich. All right, we're switching gears again, Rich. Let's switch. Sixers. Okay. Coming out of the All-Star break. Tobias Harris stinks. <laughs> Which, the, 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 friend, the friend of the show, T. Will. Tobias the friendly ghost. Yep. He God, the other, always. The, the other night, what's, he's got – I want to I make sure I look it up. He had 
Uh, where is this? I'm looking at the. You can't find him because he's not there. <laughs> Stop. He put the other night. He only had uh, was it the Heat game? I'm trying to look here. I want to make sure I get it right here. He had. You ready for this stat line? I'm ready for it. 34 minutes. Five rebounds. Nice. Two points. Yeah, where's he at? Yeah, you. What has he it, done? It, like, when are we done paying him? Uh, this year, I believe. Thank you. I God. believe his contract is done. So you're telling me we can go and get another superstar? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little digging while we're talking, but it's it's so hard to watch those games when you know that he's he's a guy that can score but just disappears in those big moments. Yeah. And Doc still can't coach. No, it's the 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 way that this team gives up leads, it's ridiculous. It's it's incredible. Um so I don't know. I'm just I, I'm just I'm kind of I'm coming out of the break, right? They god, they have the games against they, they beat the Grizzlies, right, in a game where they come back in the fourth quarter, but then they drop a very, very winnable game against the Celtics in which they were up seventeen at one point. Yeah. And then they and then they lose to the Heat the same the same way. It's the the I think if this team doesn't get out if this team doesn't get out of the second round, I think you're gonna see a lot of changes. Adam asked the question, you guys think Embiid will ever win a championship with the team they have and the coach they have? No. No. No, there's no way. Our bench is absolutely dog shit. And our coach is dog shit. Like yeah. we have no we have no second team. Our second team is terrible. No, it's, and you if you if it's you look Embiid at the and team. Harden and sometimes Maxi. And the blue coats. And the blue coats. Like if, if you look at the Embiid's not are- gonna win a championship in Philly. The Sixers aren't going – I don't see the Sixers winning a championship in the next five years. I really don't. I mean, they're – the the wasted process, uh, Ben Simmons not panning out. Yeah, we get James Harden, who's looking great. Joel Embiid's playing at a high level. Maxi is sometimes it. Thibel was supposed to be the next, you know, great defense. He's not around. The guys that they signed are like coaches' decisions for not playing. Right. It's just dumb. Like, I don't know what Maury was doing, but this year's free agent acquisitions are fucking terrible. Yeah. They haven't even been able to see the court because it's been coaches' decision after coaches' decision of them not playing. And we couldn't go get any of the buyout guys because nobody wanted to come here. Because there's not enough talent besides Joel Embiid and James Harden. Like yeah. Harden's going to opt out next year and go somewhere else, and then you're going to be left with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Maxey, and then they're going to be the seventh seed in the East. And then you're, and then you're talking about the the Iguodala esque Sixers. Yeah, I mean it's uh, that, Rich. If Tobias Harris is the most disappointing signing, yeah, I think in my history of watching sports, of people who've disappointed me, who I thought would be good, is definitely Tobias Harris. Love him as a person. Hate that he's on my basketball team. Hate that he's been on my basketball team. Hate that we chose him and Al Horford over Jimmy Butler. Hate that we chose. I just hate it. Like, Tobias, you're a great guy, but I'm yeah. sick of watching you do absolutely nothing. Like, he is so fucking afraid to play basketball. At, like, at, at, at pivotal moments. At pivotal moments. Like, you can't that, even that. the second team. Like, when you're the first option on the second team, but you become the fourth, like, that's enough for me. Like, yeah. I'm done, bud. Like, see you later. I just. Yeah. I- and I'm I just, just honestly, I don't see the Sixers. Just I don't see them winning a championship. Like their doc is terrible. He blows too many leads. They don't have any young talent whatsoever besides Maxi. Maxi, yeah. Like, how do you expect to win? Look at Boston. The way Boston set. Yeah, 
I was going to say, if you, if you look at Boston. You're not beating Boston, any team in the West. No, God, no. Like the West is the, who I, I really think that whoever comes out of the West is going to be whoever that that's the team that's going to win. Oh yeah. Like Durant, Durant is about to make his debut with Phoenix. I think like, but you know, for Christ's sake, right. The other night when they play the Celtics and you let Al Horford run five threes on you, it just in the middle of the third quarter, like it crushed them because it took their, they had like a seven, eight, nine point lead. And it, it that on three possessions, it literally yeah. evaporated. And right. But you look at the guys that they bring off the bench, right? Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Grant Williams, it, th- those guys, they're just throwing guard after guard after guard. And they, they are able to just run and gun and shoot threes. And, and they're very efficient in how they score. They, you know, and, and the bucks are the same way, right? You're, you're the guys that you're bringing off the bench. You're, you're bringing off Pat Connaughton and you're bringing off Joe Ingles and, you know, you just picked up Jay Crowder. Yeah, guys who can like, shoot lights out. Got not only rich, but not only guys that shoots lights out, but guys that are coming in with playoff experience. Yeah. Guys that are coming in that are proven NBA scorers. And you look at who you're, who the Sixers are bringing off the bench, right? You're bringing off, right? We we saw this last year, right? But you're bringing off fucking Paul Reed and George Niang and – like Daniel House and Jalen McDaniels, none of those dudes scare anybody. No. And the way that it sits right now, right, they're not going to be – they're, they're going to be exactly where they are right now, right? That's Fucking P.J. Tucker who can't score. P.J. Tucker's in the playoffs. Like that, that rotation is going to go down to eight guys. P.J. Tucker is going to be your backup five because Paul Reed and Montrez Harrell blow – like, no, I'm talking about Tucker, the fucking guy no. we just signed. He's not going to be your backup center. PJ Tucker's going to play the backup five. Rich, are do you? Would you trust Paul Reed or PJ Tucker? PJ, uh, Rich, I don't know how. T- I don't. I'm, I'm gonna He's look like it up right three. now. Oh God, how how tall is he? He is six five. He's going to be your backup five. Because you can't trust Paul Reed and Montrez Harrell and Dwayne Dedman. Like, those are not guys that scare anybody. So he's going to have to play your backup. I don't even want to talk about this right now because it's fucking aggravating. <laughs> Tell me PJ Tucker is going to be fucking Joel Beat's backup. Who, what's your there is nobody else, Don. There is there nobody is else. Like, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I thought we had, like, a fucking genius in Daryl Morey, and he builds this team full of fucking shit bricks. Like, we're wasting Joel Embiid's prime. We're yeah. wasting Joel Embiid's prime. And Adam, and, I don't think we would have won a title already. I really don't. Even I think their, their best chance was when they when the, they lost the quadruple doink in, in Toronto. Yeah, that was their that was their That was their best. That was out of, from the, from the start of this whole process, that team was the best team that would have. I think if that, if they win that game in Toronto, they win. They go on. They, I think they go on to win because they they would have played a very wounded Warriors team, and they would have been able to to do whatever they wanted on the court, just like Toronto did. Yep. Um. But until they get to that point, which from won't that, be. Yeah. which they won't be, not in any iteration of what this the 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 team is right now. The it's just not gonna fucking going to be a perennial after this year because they're going to be like the three. They're going to be a perennial seven, six, seven seed. God. They're, hey, you know they're just going to be getting in by the skin of their teeth because the East is going to be so fucking weak because yes. it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee up top. The Nets are going to be better because those young guys at least fucking have heart and have some shit to prove. The Knicks are a fucking dumpster fire, as always. Orlando yeah. fucking stinks. Like... I don't know, man. It's fucking frustrating. Yeah. What's the next the, Rich, the, the most bitter <laughs> pill to swallow out of all of this is going to be whenever – because you, you can see the writing on the wall the way that the NBA plays. 
and that you know that there's going to be a point in time where Embiid's just going to be like, peace. I'm not even mad if he does. I'll no, and, like, and that's going to – I think out of all of this, that will be the most bitter pill to swallow. Oh, yeah. Especially if he goes somewhere and is successful. I mean, I think he will be. And I, I wouldn't be upset if he did leave because he only has a few years left of his dominance. Like, fucking go, dude. Go get your championship. Like, I'm fine with not watching the Sixers. Like, it is what it is. I, I sat through the fucking process era, and we'd have to do it again. Like, what are you going to do? Like, the NBA is ebbs and flows. Like, we have yeah. a generational player in our hands at Joel Embiid, and we're fucking wasting it. Like, yeah. dude, there's better. Oh. Well, Rich, let's go to some fun stuff. We're going to switch fun. gears. All right. Mac McClung saves the dunk contest. Yeah, buddy. Has has his, you know, he, he's got the, the internet highlight reel of dunks from high school through college. He he earns more money winning that contest than he did in his entire professional career. How crazy is that? Wild, right? So here's my here's my question to you, Rich. Yes. Give me a guy your favorite flash in the pan guy. A guy that had a moment in the sun and then you never saw him again. Oh, man. Any sport, any city. Doesn't have to be Philadelphia. My favorite flash in the pan. Dude, I absolutely. <laughs> Brandon Jacobs was just an anomaly. And I loved watching him play. Like, I love, he was like Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. Okay. Like 6'5", just running dudes over. I remember, like, getting, like, buying Madden and, and, like, always being the Eagles and trading for him because I just wanted to run people over. That's awesome. With Brandon Jacobs. So, you know, that's a guy. And for some reason, that like, that name just, like, stuck out to me. And now I'm trying to think, like, a, a flash in the pan. Oh, man. I know you gave me this question earlier. Who's yours, Don, so I can think of my second one? So – I'm going with I, – I, I just stayed in uh, in the city of Philadelphia. Rich, do you remember the Eagles of 2020? Yes. The wide receiver who had the, the greatest five-game stretch of all time. Oh, my God, Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham is my guy. He's a guy who in five, in five weeks had – 500 plus yards <laughs> and four touchdowns. The one to yeah, the, the cap it off the, the the week eight game at Pittsburgh. Ten catches, 152 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, that that I just because he he was great for that five game stretch, and then the the next seven games, eight yards, eight yards, 16 yards, zero yards. 30 yards, 27 God. yards, 15 yards. And then he was out. And then after after the 20, he he didn't play in the league after the 2020 season. At yeah. the end of that season, his career was just done. He was on a he was on uh he was on Philly, Miami, Denver, Green Bay, but never but but he was a DMP a DMP through the 2022 season. Isn't that fucking crazy? Wild, right? Very, very crazy. Um, and to go back to something that Chris uh, Chris had mentioned. Oh, yeah. Right? Chris threw this in here uh, around 8.15. Where, where does Carson Wentz go? And do, does it really matter? It doesn't matter, Chris. But, Rich, a, a, any ideas that is, is your best guess that he ends up in in the NFL anywhere? I don't think he's going to – I teams are going to wait out training camp before he gets signed okay. see if there's any injuries. I If it, if I'm a team who's going to, like, kick tires on him, I would say it would most likely be, like, the Texans. Okay. If they don't get, like, Carr or something to bring in a guy and maybe, you know, help. Because Davis Mills was fucking terrible last year. Jeff Driscoll was terrible. Bad. Um, I think Carson Wentz – is an upgrade over those guys. So if Derek Carr, you know, you think and, he could be a backup. 
Who, Carson Wentz? Yeah. Like, mentally be a backup? Yeah, mentally. No, I do not think he can be a backup. Neither um, do I. So I think it's either he's going to ask to be a starter and teams are going to be like, no. Right. Um, he's not – I don't think he's going to be the guy who's going to mentor anybody. So I've, I have a feeling he's going to sit out there and until training camp and see if, like, guys get hurt and get offered, like, hey, here's a one-year deal on something. Now nah, the Raiders aren't picking ones up. No. Nah. No, nah. nah, I think the Raiders, Raiders are going in a completely different direction. And yeah. that, that would be the complete wrong city for him. Yeah. Too much sitting. Yeah, too much. Not, not enough much Jesus. Sitting. Yeah, he would not he would not survive. And too much too much eyes, too much pressure. Um I just have a feeling he is just not capable of being a backup. Houston just, you know, is interesting to me because who knows? Like they might want to use him as like, all right, you're going to start like three games, four games till, you know, our rookie gets the hang of it and it won't right. be money if they miss out on like Derek Carr or one of the other guys. I just think there's too many, too many quarterbacks who are going to be out there and hitting the market and they're okay. just better than Carson Wentz. I, I think if he goes anywhere as a backup, he's going to have to go somewhere where there's absolutely no question that he's not the starter and that there's no contention. So it so like Arizona. Kansas City? I could not see him going to Kansas City. No? No. The he way could. Andy Reid rehabilitates quarterbacks? No. No no question that he's never gonna play because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. They have Chad Henney. Or Chad, I think Chad, I thought Chad Henney retired. Who was it? Who was it? Chase Daniel? Who who they No, have? it was Chad Henney. It was Chad Henney last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he retired, though? I think he did. I think he uh, either did out. or is going to. Dude, they'll go out and get a journeyman. But, but I'm saying, like, a situation like that where there is absolutely no question that you are not the starter would be the only place where I think it, it could possibly work. But I actually don't – I I think his fall from grace, right, you're, you're talking about this is going to be his fourth team in four seasons. Yeah. If you haven't been humbled already, I don't think he has. I don't no, think neither he has. Do I. So I don't I just don't say it. Right. And listen, we got Rich, so I got a second question for you. Coming off of Adam's question, right? The bigger disappointment, Simmons or Wentz. Because we, we we've already penned the title for the thirty for thirty, the false yes. messiahs. False messiahs. If you're a director, talk to me. Call us. I got I got the naming rights. He does. Copyright. Give, give me – Adam, does it really matter? They both were a complete and utter disappointment. Yeah. Give me a guy you were completely wrong on. Well, Jalen Hurts is the easiest one. I was completely, completely wrong Okay. on, on Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think everybody knows that. So I'm content with saying that. Um, give me a guy on the other end. Give me a guy you thought was going to be great and wasn't. Man. Namdi thought that was going to be really great. Thought that was a great pickup. Um, fuck. I went Don Brown. Yeah, Don Brown's a really good one. Moniac for me. Moniac for me. I had oh, right. I thought Moniac was going to be great. Never panned out. Yeah, I mean Scott Kingery. I thought he was going to be good. Right, he was. The next, the next Dustin Pedroia. Right, yeah. they were, and th- there's still th- this is the last year of that contract. It's He's still crazy. on that contract, making a lot of money. Nine million dollars. It's fucking it's wild. Crazy. Yeah, but that like Don Brown, Don Brown, then he you know could not have been more highly touted top prospect in the organization for year after year and then has that great start to the season in the home run derby and then falls off a cliff man i i really thought that he was going to be their answer in the outfield and just yeah just Wasn't never it. was Wasn't just never it. was never was uh rich anything else fun you want to talk about before we jump out before we go into final thoughts Honestly, I'm too tired to think, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump right into it. Final thoughts. Oh, what man. Do you got? 
Final thoughts. Guys, enjoy your sleep. Enjoy your sleep. Nah, final thoughts. Um, Weird shit happens daily, like, that I notice. Like, some stuff that's, like, unavoidable. Go into the bathroom, get some cold water, throw it on your face, and just start fresh again. That's that's my that's my final thoughts. We had like a really strange fucking day at work today. Like everybody was like in a mood. I don't know if like Mercury is drinking Gatorade or whatever they say. Mercury retrograde. Is, retrograde. That's right. Retrograde. I thought Mercury was drinking some some Haterade. <laughs> some Gatorade. Haterade. Yeah, Gatorade. Gatorade. There's some Powerade. There's some orange Tang floating around, and it was just like weird. Everybody was just kind of like down. Like patients were just weird today everything was just it was strange i don't know what it was and like i was talking to my boy nate and i'm like nate what if we're the patients bro like what if this isn't all like we're the patients right wow like i had like a shutter island moment like i'm like oh no we're the ones who are actually in here like we are actually the in the long-term care it's because wow. it's, i think it's just draining and, you know, thank everybody who works in healthcare and teaching and anything that's like a very high stress taking care of a lot of people because it's not easy. And the burnout is super real. You know, you get tired, you, you do the same thing every single day, trying to help people, trying to make a difference. And some days you're just like, I have like, I think I got dementia from breathing in the air. Like just, I'll be like walking up. Like, I don't even know where I'm going now. I'm like, yeah. I feel like my patients and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like what is going on? So it's like, you know, you get burned out a little bit. You, you take, you know, you know, the weekend to recover, do some mind numbing stuff and just get on, but throw that water on your face and just get back on the horse. You know, life, life doesn't stop. It keeps moving and just try to find the, the happiness and the joy in it. That's why I love the people I work with. Like, they are an extended part of like my family. Thank God I have, you know, Kelly, Nate, Rachel, Sam, Bianca, my director, Ellis, Christian, Lauren, Umara, Jenny, Jenny, she's the boss. Jenny, shout out to Jenny. But I'm happy, like, you know, they make the day worth it. And when we're all going through it, we all go through it together. And we're always yeah. there to pick each other up. And sometimes, you're not fortunate to work in a, a situation like that and you go to work and you hate it because you don't like the people you work with. I, I'm fortunate enough to like, people get me, they understand me. They're like, ah, he's strange, but he's all right. right. So, you know, everything makes it all better. And tomorrow's a different day. You never know what's like going to bring. No, I love it. No. And listen, Rich, Chip and I had a moment like that today, man. Just after school, just sitting in a room, nobody there, just, commiserating on some, you know, some funky stuff that happened throughout the day and just try to try to just try to be there to support each other. Just so is, it uh, wasn't just, so there, so something is going No, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, the, the, it's getting to that time of year, right. We're, we're approaching, you know, the state standardized testing schedule and uh, the, you know, your, your, your weeks out from, you know, the, the holiday break, but, not close enough to spring break. Like it's, it's just a funky spot. So we're just, you know, but I think the important thing is right. Bouncing those ideas off each other, just, you know, trying to navigate that not by yourself, but, you know, trying to bounce some ideas off somebody so that you can get, yeah, you get through it. Um, but my final thought, Rich, I'm giving a shout out to my next door neighbor. Nice. My next door neighbor, Marge is 83. Oh, sweet. And sometimes, she has trouble with – sometimes the TV gets on the wrong source, the wrong input, <laughs> and she sends me a text or gives me a phone call and says, you know, can you come over? And I'm going over there, and I hit the input button, and we go back to HDMI 1, and <laughs> BIOS comes right back up, and we're all good. And so, But she today, Rich, she dropped off a rotisserie chicken as a way to say thank you right Bro. like it and, and it was the kind of thing where it's like that's so nice the 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 the, uh, the acknowledgement and the appreciation is never yeah. why you do it but 
damn, it does feel good. It feels good to be able to to know that you're there to help your neighbor. Yeah. And whether that's sh- you know snow blowing the driveway whenever Mother Nature comes around, or you know cutting the grass in the summer, or you know switching the TV from input to you know, from from one to another. Um, so you know my 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 thought would be to say go out and support your you know you know support your community whether it's your next door neighbor someone down the street whatever um and the littlest of things can really help somebody because the one time i did it rich she's like oh my god this has been this it's been like this for like six weeks and i'm going march oh my god you're so busy i'm going i'm not that busy it's okay you can call me yeah, so now sitting on the input. Six weeks, she, she had, six weeks she was rolling off the old school antenna hanging in her window. I'm going, Marge, you got cable. <laughs> like, we we got this. You're okay. So be uh, be out there, be good people. Find the good, support one another. Yeah, man. Go check out of our stuff. I'll play the spot, I'll play the commercial at the end. But Thank you for everybody for checking in. Yes, sir. Rich, take, take us home. Yo, you stuck around. You fucked around. You found out. We are drunk on broad. As always, fucks by Gaskin. Fuck the Sean Watson. Davion Taylor can get it. We're back on the no fucks because we're happy. You know why? Because we got over our Super Bowl loss. But guess what? It's always fuck Dallas. I'm Rich. That's Don. We are drunk on broad. Join us next week on the Philly Fired Up Network, baby. Oh, did I tell you? Hold on. You know who's you know whose kids I'm coaching in T ball? Stop. Gelettos? Yeah, the boss man's kids. Get out. Yeah, I got the girls on my team. Dude, I'm looking at the schedule, right, bro? For T ball. And I'm like, ah, Galetto, 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 Galetto. I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? He sends me a text and he goes, Looks like uh you're you're my girl's coach. And I was like, Oh, snap, that's dope. So shout out to you, Mike. Shout out to you. Don, you're muted. You muted yourself, Don. You hit the mute button. Oh, I'm, so getting, I'm getting killed, killed by the mute button here. Yeah, dude, it gets no, that's awesome. Game. And Dom, shout out to Dom. Dom, to Dom have a baby. They're, they just, they, you know, they're going to have a baby. Bunch of bitches can't make boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that See you, Philly. Later. <laughs> Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer garden in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsi Brewing is located at 1210 Stenbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! Team Clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com slash DOB and show your love for your hometown team. La Torrance curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Those are locked. Dash tourain.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. 
They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD.